Hi Emmett, I'm really pleased to be speaking with you today. Um, can you start by telling us a little bit about your professional background and how you arrived in the role that you're currently doing at the university? Yeah, well I'm actually a Liverpool graduate. I did my languages degree here a very long time ago, um, Hispanic studies graduate. I then qualified as a librarian after that and worked for quite a few years in Plymouth University as a um, librarian there. Um, came back up here, Liverpool drew me back in 2008 and um, worked first as a liaison librarian for the management school, then went to Manchester University and um, was manager there of their research support in their library and then came back here in 2014 um, in the role I'm in now, education lead. So I've been kind of around three universities, um, most of the time working in student, you know, working with student experience and student support, um, and then a little bit of research support in Manchester, but it was actually, it was working in research support that made me realise that it's, I enjoy my work most when it's about the impact it has on students. Yeah, yeah. So you you really felt the pull of Liverpool then. You came right. here, then you left for Manchester, then you came back again. I did. I can't get away. <laughs> uh, I came here, you know, on the boat, like, you know, many people from Northern Ireland, you know, I came yeah. here on the boat as a student. Um, and it's always at a pull back. Um, well, my husband's from Liverpool as well. So, yeah, it's has a draw yeah I did something similar so when I was 18 I moved away and there is that draw isn't it and Liverpool's changed so much yeah. um, in recent years it's such a beautiful city mm. to be part of and I don't know about you but I'm really proud of being part of the city now yeah absolutely um, it's a great place to live and actually moving back here after kind of over a decade I lived away and came back in the city of culture year so ah. that was a you know it was a great year to come back there was lots happening and and my children became Skycers. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's great. Brilliant. In your role that you're currently in at the university, so could you just expand about what that is? Yes, I'm, I'm education lead in the university library, and there are three parts to my role, really. Um, two of them are things that people mightn't expect, um, that might know about. One of them is that I oversee operations in the um, library in the London campus so I'm in a lot of contact with the London campus and the librarian Ruth Russell who's based there. I also oversee the support for our online students um, and I, on my team Paul Catherall supports the day-to-day day -day inquiries for online students and obviously with the move from Laureate to Kaplan as our um, as our partner in online programmes, that's there's been a lot of work in that area and a lot continuing as we um, look at how we continue to support our online students who are remaining with us and then our provision for the new students who'll be studying with the Kaplan, um, Kaplan partnership. And then another part of my role that most more people know about is that I manage the know-how service um, which is a academic skills service based in the university library. Um, I've got two learning developers working on that full time. We run um, workshops for students and we develop online materials and the focus of those materials is to help students overcome any barriers they have to their success at university. Brilliant. So. Um... 
can you specifically tell us a little bit in terms of what the offer in mm-hmm. Know How is? Um, and can you tell us um, how it came about specifically? If I reflect back in terms of when I was an undergraduate, having something like that would have been brilliant, but we literally went to our lectures, wrote our essays, and, and that was it. But having this additional support sounds like an amazing resource for students now. So so why is it needed? Why has it been set up? Certainly, it's something that has been in some other universities for a while, but when I came back into this role in 2014, there was nothing uh, of nothing central for um, University of Liverpool students. There is lots of really good practice in happening around the university with kind of um, core skills modules and, and that sort of thing mm-hmm. happening across the university. But there wasn't anything that kind of filled any gaps. Um, and we were aware that there were students who really wanted more support with particularly with academic writing mm-hmm. um, but also in other areas of academic literacies um, it was highlighted as well as part of the education strategy and um, as part of the education strategy action plan um, Professor Spellman Miller led a project group looking at where centralised support might be located um, and as part of that the library was identified as a key place to have this and we'd already started by that stage experimenting with having some workshops for students and calling it know how um so and i developed that as a concept very deliberately it's the name for it's know how it's not library it's not info it's um very you know it can be read in different ways but and it's not about a kind of deficit problem you know it's not it's a positive um, you know, it's, it's got a kind of hopefully positive connotations and it's allowed us to develop a service that is bespoke to Liverpool students and what they they need. It also came about, there was some research that we did um, when I was in my former role in the management school, so quite a few years, two or three years before, we had worked with um, the management school and their marketing um, department and the, it's the students on a second year marketing module um, did a live project with the library as client and the students in that um, in that project we had a hundred students in groups of ten all looking at different aspects of the library and one of those projects was looking at where the gaps were in the library what the library wasn't doing and something that came out quite strongly from that was that students expected the library to be a place where they might get support with academic writing support with time management skills study skills that sort of thing and we weren't doing it Mm -hmm. um another thing that came out of that was that they really wanted hot water in the Uh, library and we've got that now so so we've got some of those things that came out from directly from students which was they want to be able to make a cup of tea in the library for free and they wanted academic skills support lovely i guess there's something in that in that well, from my experience of working with students, sometimes they're a little bit hesitant about going to the academics to yeah. ask, oh, how do I reference again? I know mm. you've told me, but how do I... Whereas actually having that relationship with a librarian or someone based in the library, it's e- easier in terms of access. Have you, have you found that? Certainly, and, and support for referencing has always been a core thing that the library's done. We have liaison librarians who have really strong links with the schools. 
um, and they are run em embedded sessions as part of modules on getting the most out of library resources, referencing research skills, that sort of thing. And um, my colleagues who are liaison librarians will deal with lots of inquiries and have lots of one-to-ones with students specifically about referencing. So that was an area that we were we we were doing really well, mm. but it was about taking that and, and kind of growing it and, and doing a bit more and moving into particularly into academic writing time management um, citing as a as part of the writing process as opposed to the mechanics of referencing mm -hmm. and I also noticed on the list of um, the various workshops that you offer there's um, some work around exams but also thinking about the kind of impact on um, students mental health that exams mm -hmm. can have so I guess it that's one step on isn't it in terms of supporting students in terms of their academic literacy but also thinking of them holistically in terms of those things that um, to do with their academic study that cause stress for the students? Certainly and we start with the student and not with the professional background or the department of the university and so we have um, collaborated with colleagues across the university to um, enhance our range of workshops so counselling service have provided workshops on exam stress mm -hmm. on um, on dealing with anxiety in a positive way. They've run positive anxiety sessions and positive stress sessions for us. We've also worked with the English Language Centre and Careers as well because we've started off with a really small core team but we've been able to grow by collaborating and partnering with colleagues right across the university. So that's really interesting that you were, when you were talking there initially about know-how and how you set it up as a, as a workshop, some workshops to begin with, they're obviously really practically based. Mm -hmm. um, so you've moved now from workshops to online, or you, you still do the balance of both? We still do both, but yeah. we're never going to we're never going to reach as many students as could potentially benefit by just doing face to face sure. workshops. And they are workshops. We have kind of minimum, so maximum of twenty five students in those. We have an active learning classroom, right. um, and. We, we would sometimes get students asking us, are you going to capture these? You know, or can we view them later on? And actually for a workshop environment, that's not really appropriate. Most of what we're doing yeah. is student activity. Um, there's not an awful lot of um, the facilitator talking and not an awful lot of PowerPoint. Um, it's about an, an activity paced um, session and it's a lovely chance for students to work together across um, faculties across courses share a good experience share tips um, and we learn a lot from the students as well so to meet that demand for a kind of online element we knew that recording wasn't wasn't appropriate but what we could do is take what was what were the most popular workshops and develop um, an online element and a kind of self-led um, self-led materials on that topic yeah. but in a completely different way because it's not you're not working alongside others you're working independently yeah. so it's it's about seeing what the most popular topics are and developing those into something that's appropriate um, and unhelpful for students online so what are those most popular topics I mean take it then you've got a suite of things that are commonly used in induction for students we do. We have a kind of getting started. Um, we have a, you know, a, a getting started um, workshops that are really popular, particularly running like a, just a wee bit after some of the um, main induction sessions. Sometimes students miss them. Sometimes yeah. due to flights and visas and, and all sorts of things, they might be a wee bit late. 
and um, those are particularly actually around using the library those ones because I think you might get to a stage where you think I really should know this and I don't want to ask anybody and actually just having a safe you know friendly place to come and say I know I should know how to find books but I really don't yet and um, we can you know we can help with that so there's the kind of getting started stuff um essay writing planning your essay is our most popular workshop um we've had wait we we had quite a few of those scheduled for this term um we looked at them and had waiting lists of up to 20 for them so we've put on more we've um also had to put in more for time management as well that's a really popular workshop so um we're we're kind of putting on more where we can but um we're also putting the time into developing online resources and we've got several of those one that just went live this week is a resource tutorial on um on reflective writing we find that a lot of students suddenly they've been writing in you know they've been writing in a kind of essay style for a while and then maybe they, they're doing a group project or they're doing some sort of project where then they need to re- write a reflective piece and that feels very alien i know that myself from when i'm doing um pg cert and that sort of thing and <laughs> that you know, writing in the first person and writing about how you feel about things, that's really odd to do in an academic setting. Um, so I know that as a student. Um, and so we've, we've just developed a, a resource for that. Um, and then we've got other ones on, on essay planning, on proofreading, on time management that have gone live over the past month or so. Right. So take up is really, really high for your workshops. You've, got, you've had waiting lists and you've had to react to the, that yes. demand. What's the take-up like of the online resources? So um, our most popular online resource is one that is that students are very much directed to, and that's our academic integrity module. That's a, our academic integrity um, tutorial on our vital module. Um, that's been developed to, um, to link directly to the Code of Practice on Assessment. Um, that's longer than some of our tutorials we don't tend to that one would take about 40 minutes to do so it is more like a lecture length um, tutorial Um, our other ones tend to be much shorter than that because we hope that they're more like you'd browse and and think oh that's interesting and and it'll be a bit shorter Um, the academic integrity one is slightly different and that is more there are um, modules where students it's part of what they they need you know it's becoming obligatory to do that academic integrity module in fact as part of some work that's been done again led by professor spelman miller on academic integrity it could be that 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 becomes compulsory for all students that's something that's been looked at right so can you just unpack that module a little bit for us so is that supporting students to understand what plagiarism is indeed how to reference appropriately use grade mark um turn it in all of those kind of features. Yeah, it, it, we would go, we touch on what Turnitin is. It's not about the mechanics of submitting your work and that sort of thing. So it's it's about the kind of ethics around okay. um, what it is, what's good practice in a university setting. Okay. Um, it's about um, where the where the lines where the red lines are, yeah. um, and about what support there is for students. You know, we really want to frame it in a positive way. You know, if you're really tight on deadlines, don't risk doing, you know, don't risk essay mills, don't risk doing something that could have really terrible implications, not just for your degree, but for your whole career. Mm. Um, it, 
and so it it goes through some of the detail but it's very um very much linked to University of Liverpool policy so it'll look at each at the categories of of um academic integrity issues and 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 how those are dealt with in the university as well so I think we had um so far this term we have had 428 students have completed that tutorial so far this term wow so it's obviously a concern for them in terms of ensuring that they do that right I guess because they've heard some of the horror stories of when it goes wrong for students yeah. and the pen, you know the implications of plagiarism or collusion or it is massive for students isn't it yeah and it's also that several large cohorts have been doing this as part of their early you know preparing for their first assessment right. in first year so there would be an engineering for example is one case where um, that's been where a whole first year module has been doing. Ah, okay, so the academic has built that into yeah. the curriculum to they ensure have. that students t- take that module yeah. online to support. Yeah. That's brilliant, yeah. isn't it? So that's one way that academics could respond to some of the work that you're doing. Definitely, and as part of that, we have there's a, a test incorporated into that tutorial, and if um, and then students will attain a digital badge when they've completed it. Um, so it's it's very easy to see who's. Um, who's completed that tutorial and, and um, in a similar way that staff, um, you know, it's, it's, it's similar to the obligatory um, modules on staff, for staff on Vital. Um, yeah, love a digital badge. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> what I love about this is that it's come from students, the idea and, and, and the motivation to mm. set this up. And then student engagement seems to be very, very high in terms of um, accessing the online resources and coming to the workshops. Um, and the whole point is it's there to support the student experience. So now that it's been running for a little while, um, have you had much feedback, other than the statistics around mm. how many people are attending, have you had much feedback in, from the students themselves? We have. We, we look really carefully at feedback. We're really interested in um, how it's gone, you know, are there any issues? And also, are there any, you know, we, we continue to respond to student feedback on whether where there's gaps, what we might want to develop a uh, tutorial on or what we might want to develop a workshop on. So we, we send a really short survey to every student who's attended a workshop. And we also, um, w- there's a survey around our online resources as well, and there's been good responses to those. Um, so we've we've had great feedback um i can read you one of the one of my favorite quotes that i've got here um so student feedback last year um and it was they'd said i now understand why i feel so anxious to get good grades and how striving for perfection is actually limiting me it's given me the skills needed to step back breathe and proceed oh i love that and that's a student who came to one of the workshops led by the counseling service and i just thought that's it was lovely that because that's what we're trying to do is just give students the the confidence and again that's kind of links to curriculum 2021 the, this confidence aspect um to reflect on what they're doing get some support and and succeed that's lovely um but yeah we got some great great feedback um yeah there was another one here um about time management he said, um, I've gained knowledge of time management during the exam by allocating available marks to minutes. I've also learned not to waste too much time in answering exam questions by first creating an answer plan. So that's somebody who's got some very practical tips for how they approach an exam. Um, so yeah, we it's great to read the feedback from students um, and it's really helped us with shaping our programme as well because um, 
an area that we weren't doing much of last year that we're developing much more on this year is around um, maths and stats, particularly stats is where we're focusing because we were getting a lot of feedback from students that they wanted more support in that area. Oh, interesting. Okay. So one of my, uh, one of the learning developers on my team, Dr. Bryony Parsons, she has a life sciences background and is really strong on stats and she's been able to um, develop some workshops on you know kind of stats for beginners but also some more advanced ones on using SPSS that sort of mm. thing and the, those are really popular and she's been able to as well um, get some feedback on those when she's been developing the the online resources and also the tutorials the sorry the, the workshops um, what we've done for all of this actually is we're really transparent about our lesson plans our slides everything and we've done a lot of consultation around the university so that one on stats um Bryony has been in touch with colleagues in other bits of the university to say look as a life scientist this is how i'd approach it how would that be in maths or how would that be you know and and that's been really helpful to get feedback because we're we're running workshops and somebody could turn up from management school from psychology from life sciences and we need to make sure that it's going to be helpful for them yeah um, that that absolutely chimes with me my background is education and mm-hmm. my students often did dual majors education and psychology and they get to psychology and they hadn't done any statistics mm. before um, and they really really struggled um, I think the A-level curriculum has just been changed so that they now have to do statistics mm-hmm. but the, that's the first year that's just being rolling yeah. out now so you're right we've got this group of students who are expected to understand statistics um, and and, and don't <laughs> and it's something so, that cuts across all three faculties yeah you know, it could be a politics mm. student psychology yeah, student <clears throat> and it might be students who um if you if you've come to do a politics degree you wouldn't necessarily have a maths a no, level absolutely but then suddenly you you know you, you're going to need to be able to do um to become competent at, at using statistics um, so, so is that an online course that they can So we've access? got online and and workshops running this term and they're really popular. Yeah. Those are other ones that we're needing to put on extras for. Brilliant. Are you, are you finding that staff are accessing those as well? Um, we are finding that PhD students are. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, Bryony ran one yesterday and I think a couple of staff were signed up for that one. Um, we where we find staff signing up we we can tell we use career hub for the um for the booking process and we can um see who signed up and it's really useful to see oh we've got a lot of third years or we've got a lot of second years whatever or the range of subjects where there's staff sometimes we'll we will drop them an email and say look this is our kind of key target is undergraduates for this you're really welcome to come but it's probably not going to be what you need mm. um, there's also another strand um, called researcher know-how that's managed by my colleague Martin Wolf um, that has more um, workshops that would be more targeted towards staff and research postgraduates yeah so just thinking about that undergraduate focus for the stats um, uh, workshops or the online mm. resource I guess that's another really good example of if colleagues contact you and they feel that it's right for their students they could make it part of the learning experience for those students just as they have with academic integrity and engineering other subjects could come to you find out what's involved and then make that a a kind of online component to 
um, their teaching. Absolutely. And one of the things I'm really keen to do as we move to using Canvas is have the ability for um, for lecturers to actually use it like an a la carte menu yes. of um, individual um, tutorials that could be embedded within their own modules so that students aren't having to come out and go to the know-how module as kind of, you know, the, the one place um, to access these resources that instead they're put in a, an appropriate place within the the, the standard module. Um, that's not been possible with Blackboard, but I'm hoping that it should be possible because we want to still be able to make sure that um, we can update those modules, those um, the, the modules and tutorials, um, and there aren't lots of different copies of them about the place that haven't been updated. So we want to have a kind of single point of truth so we can keep them up to date, refresh them, deal with it, you know, if there's an error in it or something like that to make sure that it's it's all correct. So that so we've not had a we've had a kind of policy of not kind of just giving the files to to module leaders to to, to pop into um blackboard modules but with canvas i'm hoping we can do that you know it'll be, it'll be a bit more flexibility so yeah. i'm really looking forward to the possibilities of using canvas great so we've talked a, a bit about writing support for students and i've heard about um, writing at liverpool could you tell us a little bit more about what that is yes um writing at liverpool is a scheme that's been running in humanities and social sciences for several years it actually started in history and it's a near peer model where postgraduate research students are trained up as academic writing tutors and work with undergraduate students to support their writing. It's worked really well in HSS and there was an ambition um, to roll that out to the rest of the university. And the, because know-how is based in the library, that it made sense to come within, within know-how. So we've just launched that this, um, this academic year. We've trained up so far 19 um, PGR students. Some of them are continuing. They were with HSS last year, but we've got um, tutors from all three faculties. And we've brought in an online booking um, service for students to see who's available, see which department they come from, um, and make an appointment to come and see that PGR student in the library. So are they linked on discipline? They are. So we, how it used to work in HSS was that the matching was done for the undergraduate student. Um, that wasn't really practical to do and open it out to the whole university. So what, what we have now, and there's a link to direct writing at Liverpool from the um, library homepage. Students can see that, you know, Alex from English mm -hmm. and um, John from management school and if they click, they can see a little bit of detail about what um, what they're studying, what their research um, area is. So then as an undergraduate, you can make the choice. Do I um, make an appointment with John tomorrow because he's free, but he's not in exactly the same subject area as me? Or do I wait until Friday and see Jane from law because it's, it, it's kind of legal referencing that I'm struggling with? But the key is that all of our tutors have been trained up to support anybody who comes. And it's not about the content of their writing. It's about the mechanics of writing. It's about structuring an, structuring an essay, structuring a report, incorporating citations, um, planning, um, all of that sort of thing. So actually some of the early feedback we've had 
has been that that's worked really well even when the disciplines aren't the same and actually it avoids any any potential grey areas of getting involved in 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 shaping the content mm. of writing if you're from a you know you've got that objectivity of being from a different discipline great and are the PGR students volunteers no they're not they're paid great fantastic no okay. so it's a good thing the PGR students when we talk to the students who'd been involved with it in the past um they really really valued it got a lot out of it you know it's good good experience um very rewarding mm. to help students um and it's obviously it's a it's a flexible source of extra income for them which is always helpful as well absolutely and I guess if they want to go on to pursue an academic post working with students and getting that experience is really useful Indeed. to them yeah. as well yeah that's great so we think it's a kind of it's a win-win yeah. it's a win for yeah. the tutors it's a win for the undergraduates and it's um and it, it it's it, it's kind of keeping all the benefits within the university as well, which Lovely. is nice. We're not kind of outsourcing this. We're we're keeping it within within the university. Well, well, thanks for your time today, Emmett. Uh, what we normally do, we, we normally ask with three or four take home tips for the listeners, so they can reflect on in terms of their of their own personal practice. So, do you have any tips for the listeners? Yes. Um, Come and talk to us um, if you've if you're interested in um, how you might incorporate what we're doing into your module. If you're a module leader, if you're a professional services colleague in student experience, um, we can help you with resources and other materials so that you can um, refer students to know how if if you'd like to. Um, find our vital module um all students are automatically enrolled on vital um staff aren't but if you just search for the module on vital just search for know how you can enroll yourself on the module and when we have canvas i'm hoping it'll be a lot easier mm-hmm. um so um just and get in touch our email is knowhigh at liverpool.ac.uk so if you've got ideas for how we can improve um and ideas of how we can collaborate and um, partner that would be great just get in touch that's wonderful thank you so much for your time yeah thank you so that was our conversation with emma um it was really great to hear how popular the the online know-how area is with students. Um, also, fascinating uh, that they also had staff trying to book onto some of the workshops which are designed for students. Um, and I guess for me, that maybe that might just highlight some potential development areas um, for for the staff here. Yeah, absolutely. I also thought it was great the way that Emma's working with academics to evolve her curriculum and the things that she's offering. So she was talking about the statistics program and kind of responding to student need in response to that also um what she was saying about how some academics have been building into their curriculum engagement with the know-how tutorials Um, i think that's a really positive step in terms of supporting that kind of holistic development of our students um, as well as kind of specific curriculum knowledge also those wider skills that they need um, for for now but also for the future So lots of great things um, discussed today. If you'd like to take your thinking further, then please do um, log on to the website. That's liverpool.ac.uk 
forward slash the hyphen academy and we've got lots of links there to various resources um, that you may want to read and reflect on in terms of some of the great things that Emma's um, spoken to us about. Also please do give us your feedback um, on the discussion today. You can tweet us at at Live Uni Academy. We'd love to hear from you. Also uh, please rate and review in iTunes or simply subscribe to the podcast via the platforms such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, or even YouTube. So bye for now. Bye.